Hello and welcome to Reaccess Podcast. My name is Ainas. I'm the host of today's episode, titled Russia and US, What Drives Us? And my co-hosts are Elena and Christina. Today we're going to talk about daily routine and daily life in Russia and in the US, things which unite us and make us closer. Do bears intrinsically walk the streets in Russia? Stereotype. Definitely, we will discuss stereotypes of Russian and American people. So stay with us and have the time of your life. Don't forget that useful vocabulary, birthday congratulations and much more awaits you in the second half of the episode. So stay tuned. Today we will have a very interesting and lively discussion with our guests from different parts of the US. Our interviewer Aisha will guide us. Let's go. Hi, my name is Aisha, and today our guests are Dan Smith, who is teacher from Michigan State University, and Tessa, who is student of Michigan State University. So, what's up? Not too much. It's um, Sunday night here. Uh, we are having unseasonably warm weather in Michigan. Um, it was 50 degrees Fahrenheit today, um, so I don't know what that is in Celsius, but uh, very warm for this time of year. Yeah, same. I didn't have too busy of a day. How about you? How are you? I'm fine. I had a little crazy morning right now, so but that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The fun fact about WhatsApp question in Russia, we usually answer like if person have problems in their life to this question. Sometimes they can answer about their whole life and the whole thing happening in their life and what they're worried about. Well, in America, I think that means just a greeting and just... Yeah, I would agree with that. It seems, I think Americans tend to think it's polite to not overshare. So I think there's a tendency to just say, I'm fine, even if I'm not. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, right now, tendencies are changing and we use that too. But you don't want to ask this question to Russian if you don't want to hear the whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> so the second question, what smiles and showing emotion mean in cultural cult? Um, I would say that smiles are an expectation here in America, especially for women, I would say. It can be considered rude if you don't smile at someone you know. For example, my friend thought I was mad at her at some point because I didn't acknowledge her with a smile when I passed her on the street. So I'm pretty cautious about that. I also think it's an expectation in the workplace. I know someone who literally got fired from their job from not smiling enough in a restaurant workplace. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But when smiling at everyone I know, I am also very cautious about who I smile to because it also can mean something. For example, smiling at someone of the opposite gender can be misinterpreted. Yeah, I think that varies regionally too, right? Because I think we're in the Midwest here where people are polite and kind of expect you to smile at them. And we're in uh, in Michigan in a smaller place than say like a bigger city like Chicago or New York, where I think if you smile at people on the subway in New York, you'll be perceived as creepy or strange. Um, But I think if you smile at someone when you're intending to interact with them in a, like a cashier in a store or a server in a restaurant, right? I think the smiling is more expected in those kinds of situations. Definitely. I completely forgot about New York. (laughs) 
That would not slide in New York. <laughs> yeah, and I think we have the same situation in Russia. Like there is a stereotype that we are often grumpy, but the thing is that we often smile only with people that we interact mm-hmm. and who are close to us, or like when we are happy, and not necessarily with all the people when we interact with someone at work. It seems like it can be interpreted as. You are not being professional, maybe, that you're the way too happy. That's very true. <laughs> uh, what transport do you use? Like public transport, cars, maybe you have scooters. And how much time do you spend getting to work or study? I walk and drive everywhere that I go. I grew up in the suburbs where there was no option to walk because everything was so far apart. I didn't have access to any public transportation like buses. I had to drive everywhere I went, so I had to have my mom take me to my friend's house because I couldn't get there anywhere but car. But now that I'm living on a campus, I have the option of walking to places. Sometimes I drive when it's further. I usually spend 10 to 15 minutes driving or walking, and I don't use the bus very often. It's not a great system here. <laughs> I have a different perspective. I grew up in a place where the bus was pretty effective. So I actually took the public transportation bus to school every day in high school. Um, and that made me very comfortable with public transportation. And so I lived in a bigger city. I lived in Chicago for a long time and always took the train there. But when I moved to Lansing, I moved here without a car and I took the bus everywhere. Um, it's not ideal. It is uh, It is much more limited in I think the scheduling than it would be in a bigger city. So the buses stop running around 10 p.m. Um, and start, then they start earlier in the morning. They start probably at 6.30 in the morning, 6 or 6.30 in the morning. But at night, if we had rehearsal um, in the evening in the theater department, I would be, I would need to walk home. So um, I now have a car. <laughs> and I also, I do take the bus sometimes. I'll take the bus to downtown Lansing if I'm going there. Um, but I also bought a house that is, probably a 15-minute walk from where I'd need to be on campus. So I live uh, within walking distance from work. So that's my commute every day is walking 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, that's interesting because in Russia, public transport is really popular. Like I live in a small city and we don't have metro, but in Moscow and St. Petersburg and some other big cities, we have metro and it can take you everywhere, almost everywhere. And I used it a lot and it's really comfortable, especially in the big cities. But here we don't have it. And the public transport, like trains and buses, they are popular too. And the schedules are comfortable, I think, because every time I go to get to university, I use bus. I know I just can't walk to the station and always have a bus there. The next question, uh, do you pay by cards or ATM or by online banking? I would say all of my shopping is done with my credit card. I only ever use online banking for um, like paying my rent online, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I um I pay my mortgage online and uh, uh, different bills. I have like an electric bill and a gas bill and a internet bill. So all of those, I use my online banking for that. But I agree, I tend to use a card when I go out. I like to use my debit card um, to pay for things, which means it's coming right out of my bank account. Um, but then also I will stop at the ATM and get cash depending on 
different places. Again, it's sort of a city survival mechanism, I think. This is this has changed a lot in the last 20 years, but um, when I moved to Chicago in 2003, and there were a lot of places that only took cash, particular, again, particularly in cities, I guess. Um, there are a number of places where you're starting to see the, especially restaurants will say, we're going to pass along the credit card fee to you. So the price on the menu is if you pay in cash, and then we'll add a 3% fee if you pay with a card. So I don't tend to be too concerned about that. But yeah, sometimes I try and carry cash to make sure that that's an option. I don't remember the last time I paid with cash. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, you're a lot younger than me, so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In Russia, we usually pay by online banking. Even homeless people have sometimes QR code so you can send them money. I have an app called Venmo where I can price split with people. Um, And then I have seen that where someone playing music in a park might have a QR code or their Venmo account. So you can send them money on Venmo rather than if you don't have cash. (laughs) Yeah, the same thing. But a lot of people pay with cash too. I think we use all of these options, but I don't remember people using their cards recently. I use my card like both of my cards. I have five cards, I think, and I use them. But people around me tend to change to online banking, so it's more comfortable for them. And how delivery services organized, like post and online marketplaces? I mean, I get post. Um, I get my mail from the United States Postal Service. And um, if I go out of town, I can fill out a form online to stop delivery of the mail and have them restart it when I come home. So I think the U.S. Postal Service would be the main way that I get mail. I My postal carrier comes at different times of day. Usually it's in the afternoon, but sometimes it's in the morning um, and they just drop off the mail at my house. You can also get things delivered from different companies. There are private companies that will deliver. So UPS and Federal Express are the two main companies that do that. It costs more typically, but they in some ways are able to get things to you faster. And then also if you order things online, you often have to pay for the shipping. So paying for the shipping can be either FedEx or UPS or US Postal Service. Um, or I think Amazon does their own deliveries now. So yeah, I was going Amazon... who, like who delivers Amazon packages if it isn't Amazon itself. Yeah. And I, so you start to you see the Amazon um, Prime delivery trucks a lot more. Apparently, They've started renting trucks from the U.S. Postal Service so that you see mail trucks on Sunday now, but they're delivering Amazon packages. Um, So it's a little bit strange. So I think we're blurring those lines between public and private in some strange ways. Yeah. I mean, I mostly do get all my packages from Amazon. Most of my shopping on Amazon, I don't even I don't go to stores often unless I need something immediately. Um, but it's free on Amazon for delivery and it only takes one to two days. So it's kind of a no brainer for me. <laughs> I think in Russia, five years ago, Ozone were launched and it works somehow like Amazon. And it's, the delivery here is also one, two days and the delivery is free most of the time. 
And it's comfortable, yeah. But the Почта Россия is a public post. It's not really that comfortable. You, sometimes you have to wait for months and you have to go to the post and wait there and there's always a line and it takes a lot of time. That's not really comfortable, but we have Azone and Wildberries and they are good, I think, yeah. How do you spend your free time or holidays? Tell us a fun fact about your daily routine. I mean, I think for a bigger holiday, I probably will travel. So for Thanksgiving, um, actually, my partner's family lives here in Lansing. So we go to their house for Thanksgiving. And then we go to my family's house in the Philadelphia area for Christmas. So this year we flew, um, we flew from Detroit. Philadelphia. And I think we left on the 22nd of December and came back on the 29th of December. So, uh, so, you know, spending about a week with my family at Christmas time. As a college professor, sometimes I end up using my break to do work. So, so this year on spring break, I'll be taking a road trip um, through Chicago, but into Minneapolis to go to a conference So that's what I'll do with that break that I have. Let me come back to the daily routine, I think. Tessa, you want to talk about holidays? Okay, yeah. Um, During my holidays, I really like to travel. And I love to spend time with my family because I don't get to see them often. I spend time with my boyfriend and my friends, especially because when I'm in the middle of school, I keep myself very busy. And so... When I'm not working, I want to spend time with my friends, spend time with people I love, or spend time in bed and (laughs) watch TV or something. But my hobbies during my free time include uh, playing guitar, singing, going shopping, doing my makeup, and yeah. Yeah, I really like going to a bar to play pub trivia. That's something that I enjoy (laughs) as a kind of hobby. That's fun. You play a competitive trivia game where they ask you questions and you try to guess the answers. Oh, Dan knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard about that before, actually. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd say a fun fact about my daily routine is I've been getting very into the app Duolingo, so I can learn, I can practice Spanish every day, and I am currently on my 33rd day day streak. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Um, what's for me? I think it's usually the same thing. Like, I'm very busy on the weekdays and on the weekends. We usually just spend time with family. But sometimes you just end up um, doing your work, your homework, or some things that you haven't done on the weekdays. I think my parents were really busy on the holidays, too, because they tried to be really productive on the days, too. But we do spend time together or go somewhere. So, yeah. Mostly, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you a lot. It was a pleasure to meet you. It was also really great to hear about how US culture and culture in Russia differs and how they're similar because I don't know too much about what life is like in Russia. And it's really cool hearing about how the experiences that I have are very similar to yours. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. Thank you everyone for sharing your amazing stories with us. My name's Alina and I'm the host. We will continue discussing the interview 
and the vocabulary used by the guests soon. So stay tuned. And now it's time to talk about our birthdays. We're glad to have many wonderful January-borns in our community. They are often very ambitious, hardworking, focused, and loyal. They are very professional, and people can lean on them. We're happy to have you. Happy birthday! We also have many birthdays in February. These people are known as progressive-thinking personalities, sociable, and very friendly. They like teamwork too. Isn't it great to have such people in our community? And now it's time to give a word to Natalia from our social team with access news, recommendations, and more. Hey guys, are you ready to hear the joke of our episode? What do you call a dog that can do magic? A labracadabrador. And now let's talk a little more about magic. Soon there will be an exciting game of our international gaming club dedicated to the Valentine's Day. Follow the news in our social networks for all information about registration for the event. And after listening to today's podcast episode, you can subscribe to our VK newsletter and get Quizlet cards with the vocabulary used by the guests. Wow! So many guests visited us today and also we got a lot of valuable words that we can use in our daily life to sound more native. I'm Christina and I'm the host. Being so inquisitive, I encourage you to plunge into the world of vocabulary with me. So, let's get started. We will start from the adjective cautious. Our guest said she's pretty cautious about smiling, just to avoid misunderstanding other people. So, being cautious means avoiding risks, being prudent, careful. But if you smile at people on the subway, you will look like a creepy, strange person, said another guest. So, creepy, to some extent, is a synonym to the word strange. But it also means unnatural, terrible, and makes you feel frightened. For example, a creepy film, a creepy smile. You can say, I feel somehow quite creepy at the thoughts of upcoming exams. Next adjective is grumpy. It means easily annoyed and complaining. Synonym is irritable. You can use a phrase to be grumpy about something or somebody. Or just to describe a person. An asocial and grumpy artist lives alone on the top floor. Next phrase is very useful, within walking distance of something. It means close enough that even one is able to go on foot. Let's give an example. I used to spend an ungodly amount of time commuting to and from the office, but now my new apartment is within walking distance. Work commute means to make a routine trip between one's place of work or school. He commutes work every day by train. Or you can say, my morning commute takes 45 minutes. Let's go further. Phrase, a bunch of. Use it to highlight the huge amount of something or somebody. Bunch of people, bunch of paper. Synonyms. A lot of, plenty of, vast array of, heaps of, myriads of, piles of. Also, you can use it in the meaning of a number of things 
of the same type that are joined or held together like a bunch of flowers. A number of means a small amount of something, several things. For example, a number of banks failed that year. Phrasal verb pass along means to deliver something to the recipient after having received it from someone else. For example, can you pass this magazine along to Ben when you see him in Spanish class? Next phrasal verb is get into. In direct meaning, it means to enter some place. I forgot my key, so I can't get into the building. Another meaning is to start a new career or profession. I used to be a lawyer, but I got into cooking a few months ago. That was all for today. I hope it was valuable for you. So, use these phrases in your daily speech to sound more native. And I want to remind you to be active. Leave comments, participate and make our community better. If you are a Russian Access alumni or an Access teacher, check out the VK link in the description of the Reaccess podcast and join our wonderful community. And we'll do everything in our power to help you enjoy learning English. Stay tuned for the upcoming episode with the title Pop Culture, Guilty Pleasure to Learner's Treasure. And I'm Olina and my partner hosts are Inaz and Christina, Vika, the screenwriter, Natalia, the social team, and Katya, the director of the episode. And this was the Reaccess podcast. See you.